Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jay. And you're listening to episode 47 of the Salty Mother Clutchers podcast. How beautiful do you have to be to ride a motorcycle? I was hoping I could ask that question. <laughs> you can go ahead. We're asking this question all day long. <laughs> well. How beautiful do I have to be? How beautiful do you have to be to ride a motorcycle? Mm-hmm. I think that the answer is <sighs> enormous. It's in the wind. The answer, the answer is, is in, in the, wind. the wind. So the reality is you don't have to be beautiful at all. <laughs> no, I, I think you start out potentially kind cute. of beautiful and cute. cute yeah it's good and, and then you then if you did it right you should end up pretty fucking fucking haggard and <laughs> and fugly yeah if you look beautiful at the end of the day at the end of a ride you're doing it wrong you did something <laughs> wrong <laughs> please, please return to go do not pass go what is it do yeah. not collect 200 do not collect 200 dollars like um i do this thing and i i never look i never really look back but um I always take a photo before going on a trip. Mm-hmm. Like, so if we're going on a trip together, I take like a selfie of us before we go and then take one when we get back. <laughs> and like, just, you know, personal archives and like, they don't, they just get filed in my phone under like 10 million photos. But like, it's a noticeable difference <laughs> how ugly you can get in like, yeah. in even one single day. <laughs> but the, the more days there are, you get like, sig- not you, yeah yeah you get significantly uglier yeah because like you there's you know everything's a question do i have to do this do i need to do this really like (laughs) do i need to wash my armpits yeah do i have to shower today it's like well you know technically not really like i mean i i lean into it pretty hard i'm like (laughs) if i if i start off like if we leave and we know it's going to be sunny, I might, I might go eyeliner, might go some mascara. Yeah. But like, if we're leaving in the rain, I'm doing like moisturizer only. Let's get this fucking shit going, right? <laughs> but uh, the more days that pass also, it's like you get into the groove of the adventure and you're like kind of letting loose. Yeah. So a little bit of ripeness in the armpits, whatever. <laughs> Uh, that's bound to happen. <laughs> like, what's the point of fucking putting on another layer of mascara? I, yeah, I don't know, dude. I think the most beautiful thing you could do, but like when you're riding a motorcycle, when you're a motorcycle rider, is drink some fucking water. Yeah, we don't need that. We, we need hydration. Need we need water. <laughs> we need it. Because after four days of not drinking any water, you look fucking ugly. You look like you're 14 years older. Yeah, but I don't like stopping. (laughs) I don't like stopping for like bathroom breaks and stuff. That's the worst. And I don't carry a straw for slurping water into my full face helmet. No. (laughs) So, yeah, just... People do that? No. No. I'm sure they do. Like those little like juice packs or something. They got to squeeze something in there. Yeah. I bet people do that. We should probably look into that. (laughs) (laughs) Juice packs. I'm not stopping for no breaks. Fuck that. You imagine if like you had little like juice packs of like an orange juice. Like how good that vitamin C. Oh my God. That that, the liquid. (laughs) I'd have to dumb and dumber it. I would just like go uh, like while riding. Just go, man. Just do it. 
So this is like the annoying thing about like advertising and like mo- like motorcycle advertising. Whether we're talking about like motorcycle companies or magazines or like uh, fucking influencers yeah. or whatever, right? Like everyone's like so fucking shiny and beautiful. Yeah. And, and it's so unrealistic. I think I can't remember the episode. It might have been on the sex episode. We're talking about like, you know, sex selling motorcycles yes. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like your this, bikini model fucking babes. Yeah. And like, this is kind of related to that, but it's not exactly that that we're talking about. I think, I think yeah. it's, it's people that are trying to sell the lifestyle. They're trying to sell the culture and yeah. they're not trying to sell the bike. Right. right. Yeah. So like they're putting on, you know, a full face of makeup and they're, you know, yeah. Looking like fucking drop dead gorgeous by, you know, standard beauty fucking rules. Yeah. Um, and that's just, that's just not realistic. That's, <laughs> no. Can that, you imagine like, having hair extensions down to your waist mm-hmm. and then putting on your helmet and riding like, I don't know, a hundred kilometers an hour for like five minutes, what that would do to your fucking hair? You'd be trashed. You'd be trashed. You'd be trashed. Yeah. Yeah. Like we put like our hair in like braids sometimes like to ride. Yeah. And if one of those babies pop open, like you're fucked. Well, even still, I find like, like I, I'll usually do braids or like bun my hair up. Like, yeah. um, but even, it, you know, by the end of the summer, you're like fucking braids flapping in the wind. All the ends <sighs> of your hair still gets completely frayed. Yeah. Like it's not good for your hair. No, and like for years, like even in my boy days, like I always had a long ponytail. Yeah. So and and you know that was kind of cool, a rugged little ponytail, but it like <laughs> it fucking trashes your hair. Yeah. Like so quickly, it's real fucked up. So so like if you if you're one of these you know people, and you're like you look like you just walked off a fucking runway, and you take your helmet off and yeah, shake the hair out. Like no, no, you didn't ride anywhere. No, if you come off a bike looking like that, you sat on a motorcycle and then stood up off the yeah. motorcycle. Like you didn't go anywhere. Yeah. And if that, whether that's like, you know, the ad itself or a social media post or something, it's, yeah. it's, there's something staged about it. And if you're, you know, living that life and that's, you know, what you actually look like and do, mm-hmm. then like you drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Like you're buying what they're selling and you are not a motorcycle rider. You are a, I don't know, motorcycle culture enthusiast. Yeah. <laughs> At best. Oh, like I just had this like memory I forgot. I like years and years ago, I had a professional photo shoot done with my motorcycle. Uh, yeah. And the Honda. And a makeup artist. And like, it was like full on like fucking smoky. Yeah. Like, like the, the eye makeup was nuts and like fucking super red yeah. lipstick. Right. Which yeah. is just like not me, but it was just like a funny photo shoot anyway. Then afterwards, um, I had to, like I was leaving and mm-hmm. I, I arrived on the motorcycle. I felt like crazy riding the <sighs> motorbike in like my shorty helmet and just like a full face, like a fucking bold yeah. lip. Like what, where is this girl going on an 84 Honda Shadow? <laughs> like where is she going looking like this? Yeah. Like what yeah there's some uh disconnect between riding a 1984 (laughs) shadow like in you know top to bottom chrome and then like a face and rust and and a face full of makeup like (laughs) something strange about it (laughs) (laughs) like yeah so that that's even funny to like have that memory that like i did that thing and like that thing (laughs) is so pathetic so 
Do you know anyone who gets all glammed up to ride? Just Crashy Tom. Just Crashy Tom. Yeah, okay. that, that's the only one that I know of for sure. Yeah, like I know of one for sure. I know of one, but I probably know of more. And I mean, I mean, it's a, it's it's a bigger thing than what we're talking about. If you yeah. if you're not going to even leave your house <clears throat> without like being like a hundred, yeah, then that like okay, if that's what you're normally like, like of course you're going to ride a motorcycle looking a hundred, but like. That's a bigger issue. And we'll talk about therapy in another upcoming episode. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're one of these people, like put on a full face of makeup and you're going out and riding like from, you know, home to the bike shop to wherever the fuck you're going, right. friend's house, like, okay, great. That's fine. But if you're also that same person and you're going on like longer trips, you're going camping, you're going places and you still have to put on a full face and you know you're you're stopping for gas stops and like doing touch-ups and shit checking the lip like yeah and and I, you, you have to do that shit too i guess i take it back i i don't maybe personally know but i experienced going to an event a couple years that that's what the women did yeah like they got up in the morning and like found a power outlet and re-flat ironed their hair. That's fucked they up. They powdered in their brows. I woke up, I remember waking up in my tent that morning and I had a, like a little tiny mirror or something. And I had a clean, dry Kleenex and I used it to smear off my yesterday's eyeliner. <laughs> and that was as good as it got for me. Yeah. And I crawled out of my tent and there were people, like this was the morning, breakfast time. And people were there like already done. Like what? What? Yeah. What What are you doing? We're going to ride motorbikes. We just rolled out of a tent in a yeah. field. And like, what if it rains? Yeah. What, what, like, <laughs> it, yeah, it's weird. And like, you know, honestly, like I'll still wear some makeup. Yeah. Like we, you know, we talked we, in episodes, actually the sunburned one, like we wear sunscreen and shit. Yeah. So whenever it's not like a full slather on of like <laughs> SBF 1000, um, we usually have some sort of like moisturizer we travel with it's like an spf 30 yeah. or something spf 30 sometimes we have a 60 but like every single day of my life whatever season whether i'm on a bike or not yeah. like i <clears throat> moisturize my face and so like for me that's like that could be as much as i would do especially yeah. we ride in the fucking rain all the time why would i put <laughs> any more effort into anything other than maybe put a first layer of hydration on my skin yeah. before i go get fucking drowned yeah nine times out of ten when we go on a trip it is raining when we leave yeah so i'm not putting on fucking eyeliner and mascara <laughs> or anything like even like wearing a hanky over your face in the rain or some shit like i'm not putting a lip on for that like <laughs> i'm gonna look like a fucking idiot uh so you were talking about this uh, and i know you've you've told me this like a million times like we'll We'll ride into work or whatever. You go to take your helmet off and it fucks up your wings. Yeah. Cause you're, you're a winged liner I'm daily kind of, kind of gal. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'd, I guess I haven't done my makeup like that in a long time, but like yeah. it pulls the wings right off your yeah. eyes when you take your because helmet the full off. full face helmet's so tight around the face. Yeah. And like that's, I couldn't imagine putting on like foundation or like concealer or some shit like right. that. With like those cheek pads and like yeah. and the gringo, like. You're going to be fucked. Yeah. Like, what's the fucking point of that? I'm a chipmunk face in that thing anyway. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how you can, I, those people who want to look that way though, they probably yeah. just have all their touch up stuff with them in their pocket. That's their toolkit. That's the toolkit. Yeah. That's it's so foundation. Weird. But like, yeah, I, I will do uh, an eyeliner 
daily, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I have to make a decision, like whether I'm going to do a wing or not. And usually it's yes, but if I'm going for a ride, it's like fuck, I can't do it. Can't do it because of that one time I did it, not thinking. And then you take your helmet off, and then your wings go straight up your fucking forehead, and <laughs> you're like, oh, now, now I need to do some touch-ups. <laughs> Where's my toolkit? Where's my toolkit? So, like, to bring it back around to that whole kind of advertising and what's like that, what's that look that we see and mm-hmm. in beauty on motorcycles? It's still, it also shown to us in like a manly version too, right? You got like yeah. your classically handsome rugged looking maybe could be a daddy like hot guy yeah um not a 20 year old not a 70 year old like you know like no you're you're like very a, like like a hot 50 or like a 40 year old yeah it's like you know the denim like levi's commercial like possibly this guy is like european yeah like <laughs> has a slight accent kind of hot kind of is like this guy kind of definitely has a job yeah, like rugged hot. I don't know anyone looking like that. No. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that they're out there. You I'm know, like, who, we're, like, we're like bearded people, but like these guys in their toolkit, they're traveling with like a beard, nice beard oil. Beard oil, beard comb. And, yeah. And their beard is very short to begin with. Yeah. And they're probably still shaving on a camping trip. Yeah. Like just doing the neckline and like and their the cheeks. Yeah. Yeah. They're very quaffed. Yeah. And so. You think they're probably traveling with their pomade and... Oh, fuck yeah. 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 I don't I don't think I know anyone like that. Um, yeah, no. I don't think I do. Yeah. No. I just... No, that's... Yeah. Oh, wait. Because that's like... Bare, that's like kind of... That's not real. That's just... They're trying to a sell... A model. Yeah. They're trying like to sell Instagram. that culture. But again, it's... Who they're trying to sell it to, I'm not sure it's like the dude... Like the hipster dude that's yeah. looking at that fucking sweet triumph. Like, yeah, no, nah. I'm gonna take that baby home. Like, that's the women who want to potentially make that guy their sperm donor. Yes, and then have like create beautiful babies. Exactly. Yeah. So okay, we see that in advertising. We see it on social media. We see it on blah blah blah. We see it on like you know Instagram accounts for like specific groups. Like you're never gonna see your quote-unquote normal-looking chick, <laughs> like, riding no. a normal-looking bike. There's, like... Yeah, the chicks that rolled out of their tents with, like, raccoon eyes yeah, are not making the photo shoot, hun. They're not gonna it's be... the ones that have been up doing their full face. Yeah, like, you know, those, like... Like, it doesn't even have to be a photo shoot, like, but that person's not gonna show up on your Instagram because... No. No, they're not... They're not selling the, the beauty vibe. No. It's stupid. Yeah. So, so in reality... um. I think it's safe to say that we're um, not buying into that. <laughs> I mean, no, not really. I'll, I'll pretend to buy into it for like day one. Yeah. And then see where things go from there. <laughs> I'll only pretend to buy in on day one, depending on what the weather forecast yeah, is. Yeah, of course. And still the most you're going to get out of me beyond my moisturizer yeah. is probably something on my eyeballs. And that's yeah. it. And then there's nothing wrong with being hot. You know, you're going to ride somewhere, throw on the bikini, run to the beach. Like, yeah. you want to put on some fucking hot, thick black liner, <laughs> fucking do it. Yeah. But you don't have to do that every minute of every day, all the time, no matter what. No one can dare see my face the way it is normally. It's fucking weird. I, I don't know. I'm going to pop this in here, too. I don't know if people know this, but also I am a master stylist. You'd never guess that by looking at me, I'm sure. But if you could do yourself a favor, like 
don't let your hair just dangle in the wind. Yeah. Your hair is going to get fucking trashed. Please just just put it in this a braid, a nice soft loose braid that will, you know, loose enough that it'll stay together. Loose enough that like you're not cranking on your hair. And, uh, and you know, and if things get really really tangled up, maybe do yourself a favor. Put a little bit of leave-in conditioner on that before you start cranking Fuck. through this it PSA with a brush. This is too real. You just got to be is too real. If you're not nice to your hair, I can't give you rainbow hair, okay? I'm Jody and uh, I've been riding since 2016 and currently I ride a 2009 uh, Sportster 883XL. Extra large. <laughs> extra Extra, extra lean, lacy. Extra lean. Extra lean. lacy. Lacy. <laughs> yeah, I got the upgrade with the lace on it. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so when when we met in 2016, though, were you riding a like a 250 Virago or something? I was. That's exactly what I was riding. A and, 2003 Yamaha Virago 250. And then you switched to the Triumph. Yeah, then I had a Bonnie, an 09 Bonnie that I had got the next year, my second year riding. And then I just got the Sportster uh, last year. Okay, so a question about that. And um, I think if if I have this story correct, so you were on the Bonnie for a couple years, Mm -hmm. and like you're a back pain Wayne. You got yeah, I've got a I've got neck stuff. Okay, and (laughs) so you you were like, I'm gonna go from this Bonnie to a sporty because that's gonna be more comfortable for my body for the riding position yeah on the bonnie you're leaning like forward so you're leaning your neck forward and then looking up and when the air is hitting my forehead basically impounding my head back that would always hurt my neck um but i don't have to do this weird leaning forward thing on the more cruisery style so you're more like which... sitting sitting in like a lazy boy yeah. Exactly. Is I the, sit in a lazy triumph, boil that has wheels. Because the Triumph is it's like almost like a, a mirror of like the old vintage ones. It's like banana seat kind yeah. of style. So you're exactly. got, the, got the, like the straight kind of bars in the front. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of racy, like cafe-ish, I would say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It has like what you would call like a semi-aggressive stance. And your <laughs> knees are <laughs> your knees are always bent and backwards and you're leaning forward. And it's just uh, particularly uncomfortable for long distance, which is really what I like to do is go on like little roadies and stuff and adventures. And yeah, the Bonnie was just like not good on my bod. So I think that we've said it on the podcast for about, this is episode 47. So this will be like 47 times um, (laughs) that the Sportster is not fucking comfortable for long distance trips. Yeah, I've learned that now on my butt. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you have a different pain. Yeah, I have a different pain. But I can take more pain in the butt, I guess. Apparently, <laughs> 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 Apparently that's, that's going to be have to be okay. I, I did invest in a, an upgraded seat. I got a really nice seat and spent a bit of money on it. Um, I also changed the controls. They My bike came with forward controls, and I... Uh, trade it with this really nice old dude in the valley uh, for mids. I just like yeah. messaged me on Kijiji nice. and I was like, does anyone have mids? I'll give you my forwards. And he was like, yeah, come on down. And he like just trusted me and gave me a box full of stuff. And 
me and my friends split it over like three backpacks and rode back and another friend installed them. And I was like, okay, this actually feels a lot better. And then I rode back the next week and gave them the forward. That's awesome. That's sweet. Yeah. That's so good. It was a really cool thing. <laughs> I mean, it worked out really well. I'll agree that like I, the Sportster is a terrible bike for comfort and, and long trips. <laughs> And my, yeah, because you have the same one, right? Or yeah. I don't know if it's the same year, and you probably don't have the low low like I have. But yeah, mine's it's, it's a definitely not o, good. O, two oh three oh two oh two yeah two. Okay. So it's a bit older. It's uh, your yours would have like the rubber engine mounts, so you wouldn't be getting as much of the vibration that my bike yeah. has, which it literally okay. just shakes the fucking shit out of you. <laughs> um, but mine has it's like a weird year where it had like this anniversary edition so it has these like fucking nutsoid like uh extended <laughs> controls in the front yeah and so there's like no bend in your knee whatsoever no yeah like everything well, i mean i'm like six something so it's you know it's it's good for me but yeah, I, yeah. I still miss the fuck out of mid controls yeah and like we talked about this i think a couple episodes yeah. ago with thomas i think yeah and like, I just fucking love mid controls and I want to put those on this bike, but I know I'm going to look mm-hmm. like a fucking doofus. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to look like the guy on the Simpsons. Are you making fun of my automobile? Exactly. Exactly. It's going to be resting on your knee. Yeah. yeah. But I do really appreciate being able to stand on the pegs, like to stand, like if you have to go over like train tracks and stuff like that, I obviously couldn't do that with forward controls. Cause unlike you, I'm only five, four. Right. And so I just. You know, it did feel comfortable for like the first five minutes of riding. And then after that, it was like intense low back pain, but mm-hmm. slightly less now with the mids. And you're probably running it with no windshield, I assume. Yeah, no windshield. Yeah. Most There's this don't. funny little um, <laughs> teeny tiny little, I wouldn't even call it a fairing. I don't even know what you would call it. It's just this. Is it the, the wind deflector? Oh. It could, it's literally like two inches, but for what it's no, it might be a little bit more than that, but yeah. I was going to peel it off. And for whatever reason it is pushing the wind up over my head just yeah. by whatever, like <laughs> centimeter it's doing it. It's helping. So I'm going to keep it on. Yeah. It's like a little wind deflector. It's like, you know, when you buy those, yeah. those goofy helmets from Canadian tire, they have like that little <laughs> peak short, on the top. It's like visor. you just snap that on the front of your bike and flipped it upside down. Basically. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because I flip flop. I, I I have a windshield on my bike, and it's it's not a quick release or anything, but it's it's easy enough to yeah. take on or off. So I'll have it off for a while, and then like I also have like some pretty serious back pain a lot of the time from riding. Yeah, and it's the same oh. thing. It's it's the pressure from catching so much wind being in the upright yeah. position. So mm-hmm. if once my back starts to get too fucked, or if I'm going on a super long trip, I'll pop the windshield on. Wind fucking. When sucks. we um <laughs> when we took we the girls and I went to. Babes right out East Coast. Kira, our friend Kira, had a quick release on her bike, mm-hmm. and the wind was killing me on the Bonnie. So we took the quick release off Kira's bike and put it on mine. And for whatever reason, <laughs> it like centered the wind on the middle of my forehead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like it made my problem like substantially worse. So we went maybe 15 kilometers and then i was like pull over, pull over. like i can't do this like this is gonna rip my head right off my shoulders um, wow yeah the yeah. worst the worst i've ever had with a windshield on aside from like whenever they've fallen off or something weird <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is like when that creates if they're like at a weird height they'll create this like weird vortex 
right behind the windshield. Like, you know, like when you're behind like a, like an 18 wheeler or something and there's yes. like that weird like wind vortex right behind yeah. it that yeah. like fucks with you. It's like the windshield yeah. does that sometimes. So it creates a mini vortex. Yeah. That you can't get rid of because it's attached <laughs> to you. It's like chasing your own tail, but going forward. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we all hate windshields. Got well, it. No, I didn't say anything about <laughs> no, that. No, you like one. Wait, do you have one on your bike now? Oh, it's it's like the size of a living room like picture window. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you love it? No, like, uh, <laughs> it looks fucking stupid. It looks. Are you gonna hang like a stained glass ornament? In I it? could. <laughs> and so it's like enormous, but um, and I had like I lowered it and I lowered it so much so that I could actually see above it. That yeah. um, it's basically sitting on and sawing through my signal lights. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not joking. Yeah. Like what? no can, joke. Can you just take it off? Yeah, I could, and then my bike would look, <laughs> you know, twenty five percent better. Yeah. But <laughs> then we, I. We but all so don't want to be back pain wanes. We all. We all don't. <laughs> yeah. No one likes the look of a windshield. That's the thing. But I love having a windshield that blocks so it's still helping that blocks yeah. all my wind and it yeah. works right well i own this one so you know i could sell it and get a different one or something like that but i'm just like ah it's all yeah. fucking hassle trying to deal with kajidiots and yeah yeah so just <laughs> just leave it leave it as is plus no bike that i own is my forever bike so mm-hmm. you know <laughs> so i don't like the windshield whatever i'm getting a different bike in the next year or whatever, right? Yeah, they're all time bombs. How many bikes have you had? <laughs> oh, oh my god! No, no, you're not allowed to ask the <clears throat> questions. How many? Oh. How many? How, how, many joking. Episodes, how many episodes do we have again? <laughs> no, uh, but but like, yeah, I have a rule that like two years is enough to have a motorcycle, and then after that two years, you run into fucking trouble. So you need to and get then rid you of dump it. Dump it on someone else. Yeah, exactly. But I've had this one now for way too long, and I think the reason why. I held on to it for longer was because of the pandemic and not really being able to travel. I wasn't really putting on the same kilometers, right? Yeah. So like, I was like, well, you know, riding less. So Hmm. that buys me a little bit of extra time before it blows up. So (laughs) (laughs) it's going to blow up like any time now. It's got to go this season. Yeah. With a nice, gorgeous picture window. (laughs) <laughs> windshield with it a uh, picture window saddlebags crash bar like backrest <laughs> it it's it got came with all the glitz everything and like <laughs> i didn't even make it home like literally went to a friend's house on the way home and ripped all of it off <laughs> <laughs> except the windshield just lowered it yeah i did similar with this one like just made teeny tiny little mods like got rid of the um back turn signals because i hate how they look like a spaceship and then got a integrated tail light that has the turn signals in it and then got a cute little there and did that seat upgrade and then i'd like to get a separate like newer front turn signals like that are like the tiny little bullet ones but i'm also a very cheap person so overall though so you had that for just last season is that right? Yeah, I got it like 
March, I think, last okay. year. I found it on Kijiji. It was this guy selling his and his partner's bike, and it had like 4,000 miles on it. He like posted it for a price, and I just gave him this wild low offer that it was the most I was willing to pay. And he was like, okay. <laughs> it's like, start wow. the car! But didn't you have trouble with that bike too? There was trouble. Um, there was something happening where this like red key light kept coming on. Um, and then it was making everything I could read about on the internet was talking about a key fob, but this bike didn't have a key fob. And this was, they kept presuming it was key fob related and mm. the batteries going in your key fob. Yeah. That's the most amount of times I've ever said key fob in my whole life. Wow. But anyway, <laughs> that's a... Uh... I hope to never say it. <laughs> yeah and and i hope that for you too but anyways it wasn't key fob related that's the last time i'm saying that um and it was like dumb stuff related for example like the, one of the troubles i had is the bike wouldn't turn on and we checked like every single connection aaron i remember you talking to me and you're like make sure it's not the battery and i'm like it's not i'm staring at it right now it's not the battery um, come to find out there was like a millimeter of wiggle room on one side of the battery and it was just like pushed over and not connecting and touching. And that was one of the times I couldn't get the bike to start. Yeah. That's a very dumb thing. Like I actually, yeah. I towed my bike one time because of that problem. And then, uh, and then I did too. And then I found that out and was like, well, I feel like a fucking dipshit yep. because you know, <laughs> you've been riding a few years and if you're not afraid to touch something on your bike, you know, like the easiest things to do are like check the battery connections. Yeah. And exactly. Check a plug and, we, and check, you know, check for gas, make sure whatever, I, right? I like, know. Like I was checking all that. I changed literally every fuse just in yeah. case. Like I was fucking around with it, like doing all these little like things from the internet. And like it was me and like other smart bike people yeah. who like aren't horrific morons. And like you're, we're looking at the connections. And we're like, yeah, that's solid. But once the yeah. I had brought it in, flukely, it needed an MBI, so that was lucky. So I brought it in. And I was like, yeah, well, this bike won't start anyways. And they were like, oh yeah, your battery connection is loose. And I was like, cool. I'm just gonna <laughs> walk off this cliff now. And they were like, no, no, no. Trust me, this happens all the time. And just be stoked that it wasn't something broken and more expensive. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. good, good perspective. But there's nothing worse than the boys at the shop being like. <laughs> Your battery's Luckily, not connected. they were yeah. very cool about it. I'm yeah. sure they might have did that when I wasn't there. Yeah. And they were checking it and they were like, wow, this bitch. But So there's always going to be some annoying thing about a bike. I mean, everything. Everything's annoying about the bike except the riding it and having mm -hmm. bumper. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I got my sporty, I was like, I want a bike that's really, you know, easy to work on, lots of available parts. And like, yeah. so I was like, Sportster's a good one for that. But yes, exactly. what they don't tell you is why it's so easy to work on and why the parts are so easy to get is because it fucking breaks down every fucking week. <laughs> and like that bike is a trash bike. Like it's so unreliable. And like it didn't, you know, it didn't take me long to know all the ins and outs of it because the thing fucking destroyed itself. So, <laughs> and like, yeah, it is easy to work on. Yeah, it's easy to like pop the heads off and clean your pistons and stuff. But you shouldn't have to do that very often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like the Triumph, probably you would never, ever do that. But, no. you know. There are things I like about this bike that made sense for me as someone who wanted to be able to continue riding. But like, this is stupid as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it just, it's, like, it's a sin they're so yeah. fucking cute. Because like, yeah. they're a nice looking yeah. bike. Like, my bike is really cute. I like that part. Like, I look at it and I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah. they're a really nice looking bike. I enjoy bike. this. I yeah. like it because it's just mostly black, really. And 
I don't like anything that looks like a spaceship. I, I translate that to sneakers too. You know how some people yep. are like way into like sneakers, sneakerheads. Yep. Yeah. And then they wear a sneaker that looks like a spaceship, and I'm like, that ain't for me, dog. Yeah, that's not good. Not cute. No, no. they're looking for performance, and if you're looking for performance, <laughs> that's not the Sportster. <laughs> Sportster is like the Birkenstock. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what? Oh, it's expensive, it's showy, it's bare bones. If you're if you're wearing it, people know a lot about you. Yeah. Yeah, see? <laughs> you're like, "Oh, you're one of those." Um, do you have any yeah. do you have any motorcycle trips planned for this year? Are you thinking about that? Oh, LOL. Uh, well, if the back road ball went ahead this year and it was safe to go, I would go and I know that me and Sorry, my pals and I here are looking forward to that if it's a go. Yeah. So I'd like to do that. Um, but if it doesn't happen, I have that week off from work. So I think we've been kind of thrown around the idea of like going on a little adventure to a cabin somewhere. And I wouldn't mind like going to New Brunswick to do that. Yeah. Just because I'm so bored with Nova Scotia because I'm like have to stay here and I'm stuck here. Um, so yeah, and New Brunswick's so pretty to ride around in and it's so much hotter in the summer which i love 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 when you're like feeling the temperature change on the bike you know what i mean like yeah. closer to the water a couple degrees cooler going more inland getting really hot like that's one of my weirdo favorite things about riding a bike yeah that's Anyways. uh yeah. that's kind of fun we yeah. do that yeah we do that yeah. every time we leave our community and go anywhere because we're like uh <laughs> 10 degrees colder in our little community uh, near your house yeah oh, well we're, i didn't realize that you like it's like a i don't know like a 10 minute walk to the ocean i don't think i ever realized that but like my geography brain for pei is non-existent so yeah i find there's a, <laughs> there's a big change like obviously if we're riding from here to the south shore of pei and then the second you hit it's it's like the, you, they shock you with the, the cold going over the bridge you hit new brunswick and it's just this dry heat mm -hmm. like i don't know if it's just because of the trees or what it is but or blocks the wind, but I notice that anytime I'm going to like Moncton or any anywhere in New Brunswick, that coming off the bridge and hitting that mainland, it just like it just hits you like a wall of like like sweaty heat. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if it's like Nova Scotia is just like colder in general. Once you yeah. get like deep in New Brunswick, it's just like hot, 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 and I love it. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you guys like along the eastern seaboard, like it's always foggy as fuck, and it's right on the Atlantic. Mm -hmm. At least we're kind of like we're on the water, but we're sheltered relatively, right? Yeah. Yeah, you have to, like, when I go on a ride here, I feel like I pack a book bag full of, like, scarves, gloves, second pair of gloves, liners for my gloves, like, <laughs> extra socks. Um, like, because I seriously fucking hate being cold when I ride. I hate it. Really? Mm -hmm. I find it's not even, like, my body. It's my fingers and my toes. Yeah. yeah. Like, once my fingers and toes are cold, I, I start to shake. <laughs> we went on that trip to New York by at the end of one of the riding days because we, like, we had, like, it's kind of funny to look back at now, but the weather was, like, so shit, and it was the end of May. Mm -hmm. And it was so cold that I remember my right foot was, like, shaking it was like jumping up and down off like where my footrest was like did it, did it, did it, did it. and then my hand my right hand was like frozen in a claw shape for one whole night after riding <laughs> <laughs> like i couldn't open up my hand i had to put it in a bag of ice which seemed counterintuitive because it was cold all day but i was like maybe icing it'll help and then i had to like 
like unfurl my little witch claw and then just like massage my fingers back and forth. And then that was, yeah, I hated it. Um, do you want to talk about some, uh, moto social stuff? Moto social. If you know nothing at all, moto social is like started. It was originated in Toronto as a way of like hosting a gathering where you could get a bunch of people together that like motorcycles, but also it was open to everybody. So you don't have to have a motorcycle to go to it. Um, but you could chill and meet other people, maybe you're moto curious or whatever. Anyways, started in Toronto and then kind of recruited us as hosts for Halifax. Basically, the idea is that during the riding season, um, you would have this two-hour kind of meetup at a local venue, so it's also a way of, like, showcasing local venues that maybe people don't usually go to, so we'd kind of be, like, really thoughtful about what venues we want it to reach out to and ask them to host. And then it gets like a crowd of people to that business, which was also cool during COVID because it helped a bit with like walk-in traffic for places that weren't really getting any anymore. And we've had like other people from other motor socials come visit us. So we've had some of the Toronto motor social people come down and then um, the New York city motor social uh, peeps had did a long distance trip down to do the Cabot trail and flukily landed here during one of our events. So could you compare, like, I know that you've probably been to other, like, rallies and meetups and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. what is the general vibe when you have a mix of people who ride and people who don't? And it's just, like, ran- sounds like kind of random as shit. Yeah, it is. It's very chill. It's very, like, you either have, well, you have people that came on their bikes. And they're there to hang kind of with the people they came with. They just liked the excuse to get out and ride to a moto thing. And then you have people that are like moto curious. So they're there to like look at the bikes and they're walking around and they're just like enjoying the bikes and talking to the owners about their bikes. And then you have like little pockets of groups that come um, and everyone's kind of socializing together. I don't know. I've always found it a really chill vibe and everyone's very respectful. Like no one's there like doing wheelies and like being a nuisance and driving everyone foolish and not intimidating. Like I'm a very easily intimidated person. So like I feel comfortable there, but I mean, that might be easy for me to say cause I'm one of the hosts, but like usually I just like walk around and try to talk to everybody and say hi. Cause I know that that's something that would make me feel comfortable. So I'm trying to kind of extend that. Like, yeah, that would make me, that would make me not feel good. But like, yeah. I can understand also that, you know, that being said, I do appreciate having like a motorcycle network, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think it's important to me to have friends that like we have some, some things in common beyond just we mm-hmm. ride motorcycles. But yeah, the idea yeah. of like stepping into like an event of a lot of people is that's typically Mm -hmm. hard for me, but I, (laughs) I do like the idea more when it doesn't sound so bro-y. You know, there's definitely sometimes pockets of groups have shown up and they're not necessarily from within town and they might be from a bit further away and they've definitely, um, you know, they're sticking close together, not necessarily socializing, but definitely not causing any trouble. And there's, there's no one being like loud or over the top. Usually, honestly, most people are just like stoked to like sit and chat with other people or like maybe see a friend that they don't get to see very often because like I said, people do come in 
from out of town. Some people ride from like an hour, hour and a half away because um, it's just like an excuse to go for a nice ride. And so, yeah, it's so I mean, let's be real. Like I met you at a motorcycle event. Um, Mm -hmm. You already talked about two motorcycle like events that you've been to. Mm -hmm. Plus you're an organizer of events locally. Mm -hmm. So like, clearly that's your jam. (laughs) Like that's your vibe, right? Um, I enjoy it, but I just enjoy any excuse to go out and ride. And also like I'm a social person and an extrovert. So I really like group activities. Like I, um, I do enjoy getting out for an evening ride on my own, but I always enjoy it more if I have a friend and if there's more than one friend, if it's like a few of us, like our, my core little like riding group, I feel so happy. Like it makes me so happy to ride. Sounds um, like my with nightmare. my group of friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's definitely not everybody's thing. It's a hundred percent like I know some people are very lone wolf about their riding and what they enjoy about it, but I really like the social part and I really enjoy like it's like if I went and traveled by myself and saw beautiful things, I would enjoy them. But I love also being able to share that with someone and be like, oh, my God, did you see your we're both looking at something and mutually like enjoying its its beauty or deriving some enjoyment from it. I really like sharing that with people. So like riding in like a beautiful landscape on a warm day to me is like I just like to do it with other people. So you know what fucking sucks? What fucking sucks? Not having a place to work on your bike or having to store your motorcycle in an inaccessible place. <laughs> yeah. We've run into this before. I think that it hap- it happens to us maybe most of the time. So yeah. like we have a we have a barn <clears throat> called the bike barn, which there's no bikes in that barn yeah. right now. But like that barn, sometimes you just can't get into it in the winter. Mm-hmm. Like whether the doors won't open because it's snowed in or it won't open because of the shift of the ground and everything, the doors won't open. Yeah, the ground swells up. The door won't open. It's a pain in the ass. And then our other place to store bikes is the carriage house. There's no carriage in there, by the way. And once you put the bikes in there, um, there's kind of no more room because that's like the barn that has like, that's where the workbench is and all this. Yeah, that's that's where... where the. The summer tires are stored and that's where all yeah. this shit is. And so you can't even fucking move around. And in the past, that <clears throat> that fucking same barn didn't have a floor. And the motorcycles used to freeze into the into the ice of the flooded yes. floor. Yes. Oh! oh, my God. It sucks so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, we've always had, like... With the exception of like maybe a couple years, we stored bikes at someone else's place or something like earlier on. Yeah, which um, also made it inaccessible. So not accessible at all. And then like, whatever, it's just, it's a pain in the ass. But since, you know, the last, I don't know, decade or whatever, like we've always had a baby barn or something where we can go work on the bikes and do things. Yeah. And then we've been upgrading. Now we have a barn that's um closer to the house so we can actually access and do stuff in there yeah uh, which i need to do i need to get on that fucking suzuki yeah but the the best year was when we had all four bikes were in the house yeah because i mean there was still like the the part where it was hard you'd have to move bikes into the kitchen and all over the house in order to 
have enough room to work on one bike. You'd have one Shadow in the hallway, one Kawasaki like in the kitchen partially so yes. I can get the other Honda out yes. and change a fucking tire on it. Like, so, you know, we, this was not a big house. Like this was a very <laughs> small space. And at the time we had like four motorcycles in the dining room. Yeah. So like. Well, I did know, like the full restoration on the <laughs> fucking Kawasaki in the middle of the <laughs> living room. So like that was our best, that was our best sor- storage situation. And that was, I think we were there for three years. Yeah. And I, I think we stored the bikes in there every year yeah. that we were there. Yeah. But yeah, like other times when you store in someone else's barn and like you can't just be like going to their barn and like, I don't know, fucking January. Checking in on things and doing stuff. To work on the, and their barn might be like a fucking cow barn. And Mm -hmm. like it's, you're not going to work on anything in there anyway. Yeah. So, you know, that sucks. 902-918-5170. That's the number. That's, that's it. That's it. That's the number you should call. And you can talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we got it. I don't think anyone called us. That's lame. No one called us. So can you call us? 1-902-918-5170? <laughs> One more time. <laughs> Starting now? Anytime. Yeah. I listen to the salty fuckers. <laughs> it's like, salty fuckers. It's like, no, you don't. Yeah, 27 minutes and you're cutting out my PSA to take care of your hair. You guys, if I turned on video, would I be able to see you right now? No. <laughs> That's the end of the fucking podcast. Oh. And I was like, oh, sick. Aaron doesn't think I'm a total buffoon. And then she gave us extra money. To uh, buy us some beer. So thanks for supporting the podcast by buying us beer. Thank yeah. you. Just jiggle the old cord there. Just jiggle that cord there, what? Hi, I'm sorry. I'm still just a puppy. <laughs> I was hoping to like call you out and be like, yeah, right. Sports are not going to help back pain Wayne. Uh, Excuse me. I say it's a good like follow-up episode from the alcohol one because I'm hungover. <laughs> Very Pat Benatar. Not like, I get not it, like being sure. turned on like a hard on, but like. Our snots are going to be a fucking problem. Like, now that I'm a homeowner, I think weird-ass grown-up shit, like, whoa, that's a sexy fence. Personally, I like my circle to be small. A girl with bright green hair who looked lonely or not enthused. <laughs> the the ride is starting at whatever o'clock. When everyone rolls out on their ride, I'm going to pack my fucking shit up and I am out of here. <laughs> that was just a really cool experience to share with those people and we can remember it fondly. Like, yeah. I like to reminisce about it. What are you doing? Are you yeah. making lunch or? <laughs> uh, sorry. Yeah, that is what it is. That giant fat fucking oh, tube. Ugly. Yeah. Spaceship. Spaceship. It's spaceship. That's spaceship shit. Absolutely. And uh, thanks, Honda, for being our sponsor and um, giving this bike to Erin that you're going to be giving to her. And that's really great and generous of you. Do you want a shot of moonshine? What? <laughs> I'm still hungover, hun. It yes, might, of course. It might help.
And I'll tell Jody we just need one sec. Baby. I'm just a baby. 